Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Maggie Glio, and we got two countdowns today because uh, we're back on track. 25 days until Slushy Sunday begins, and 30 days until March Madness begins. Yeah, two countdowns it is. Uh, we are under a month away from Selection Sunday. We're just over a month away from the big dance. Obviously, we're excited to get our tournament challenge uh, started again. We can't wait for that. And, yeah, it's been a nice two days of college basketball. Indeed it has. Yesterday especially, fantastic games all around the board for yesterday. Uh, Monday had some pretty good games as well, but nothing compares to that terrific Tuesday we had this past day. But, yeah, like you said, March Madness Bracket Challenge is coming up relatively soon. We'll probably get it set up uh, in the next two weeks or so. So definitely keep it on your radar. It will definitely be up there in two weeks or so, we expect. But, uh, obviously, we'll update you on when that actually does come out. So let's just get things started today. We got a couple new pieces of the episode today. We're going to do recap uh, upset radar because there's been a, some interesting upsets these past couple of days. And uh, we, uh, we did that last year. We forgot to do it. Well, we, we've been doing it, like, integrated with the top 25s. We'll do some non-top 25 upset radar as well. Power performers, best game, bubble watch, and then play of the day slash prize pick of the day. We're going to start making that a segment now in this episode, uh, which is happening in our slate, which is the main topic for today. And Bubble Watch, obviously, instead of the bracketology today, because we find that's a little bit more necessary as we approach closer and closer to March Madness. So let's just get things started with the slate for the past two days. Let's start get things started with Monday. One top 25 game on Monday. It was number six, Kansas, hosting Oklahoma State. This was no, no surprise here. Kansas wins this game by 14 points. We go to the big Tuesday slate now, as we expected. We'll start things off with a pretty big game. Number four, Kentucky travel to number 16, Tennessee. The Vols bounce back huge as they lost by 28 at Kentucky earlier this year. They win this game by 23 and, uh, excuse me, 13. I'm sorry, but uh, very good one for Tennessee down the stretch of things. The Kai Ziegler, man, he is a key piece of this Tennessee Vols streak. I believe that they've won, they won nine games in a row maybe or something like that. I, mean, I could be very wrong, but they are undefeated at home, which is something I do know for sure. And speaking of undefeated at home, number eight, Providence, fall, and they lose their first home game of the year to number 10, Villanova. Colin Gillespie, man, what a performance. 33 points and a big win for Villanova. This is a huge, massive win as Villanova now jumps into first place in the Big East. And uh, these two teams will play once again um, March 1st. So definitely keep that on your radar. The dunk was packed and a uh, very fantastic game for the atmosphere for those fans. Speaking of good atmospheres, number, number nine, Duke. Two-point win over Wake Forest. Wow, this is a great game as well. Duke was up by 19 points in the second half. Wake Forest comes back, storms back. And uh, Mark Williams tip in essentially game winner, even though that uh, three quarters court shot from Wake Forest was almost went in. If you did not see the video, check it out. Oh my gosh, what a shot! And uh, so close. Coach K did only coach for the first half. Joyce John Shader coaching the second half. Bring some concerns, maybe we shall see. We'll go to number 15, Wisconsin now taking care of business against Indiana on the road. Jonathan Davis, man, continues to ball out. And uh, he had something to say for those fans. Bye-bye. I quote him very much. We will go now to number 18, Ohio State. Big win, 25-point win over Minnesota. Expected probably. Speaking of not expected, Michigan State, number 19, falls on the road. Penn State. Penn State, great win for Penn State. Michigan State, a little bit of a lull as they have lost a pretty bad game. Penn State's not a team you want to lose to, especially nearing March. Finally, uh, a couple more games, sorry. Uh, number 20, Texas. Two-point overtime win in the Red River uh, battle. They take down Oklahoma. Great game for Timmy Allen and Christian Bishop especially. And, uh, yeah, 
I thought this game was going to be a close one down the stretch of things, and it definitely turned out to be a great game. Elijah Harkins played very well for Oklahoma as well. Speaking of upsets, number 22, Wyoming. They go to the pit. You called this one upset. New Mexico wins this game by nine points. Jalen House and also Jamal Mashburn, huge backcourt presence for New Mexico. Great win for this team, who's now 3-8 and eight in Mountain West play. Wyoming, unfortunately, will not get a number next to their name come Monday. Finally, number 23, Arkansas travels to Missouri. They got a big win, a 19-point win, excuse me. Stanley Umday played very good. And uh, what are your thoughts on, obviously, the great games from today and yesterday? Or, excuse yeah. me, yesterday and the day before. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Monday, I think it was expected. Kansas kills Oklahoma State. That was that was expected. But Tuesday, man, what a slate that was. Obviously, he's kicking these off with my Tennessee balls. Really like the energy. Really like them. Uh, is this their year? I always – I've had them in my Final Four slash National Champion the past three March Madnesses. And – Expect them again in my in my final four. That's that's just a little biased, but it might be their year finally. Kennedy Chandler's the guy Siegler. Uh when those two play, it's it's a dangerous game. It's a guy Siegler has so much heart and it's fun watching him play. Uh Villanova, Providence, what a game that was. Obviously, Providence still hasn't won game lead on the Big East. But uh is it a fraudulent season for Providence? I don't think so. They were very competitive start to finish. Uh, Colin Gillespie obviously just just played amazing. I think he had a career high of 31. I'm not sure. Uh, season high. or 33, sorry. 33. Uh, I'm not sure it was a season high, career high. I know it was for sure season high. but uh, It was a career high. high. Yeah. Career high. So, yeah. Especially that dagger uh, in the 82-80 game. And, yeah, amazing. Wake Forest Duke, Mark Williams, man, saved the day. I remember watching this game the moment that dunk, I stood up and I was like, oh, my God. Um, Wake Forest almost hit that full-court shot. I don't think it would have counted, but imagine that went in. That would have caused a lot of a lot of craziness within Cameron Indoor Stadium. Wisconsin, very good win over Indiana. I thought Indiana sealed that win, but uh, Johnny Davis had something to say about that. So, uh, good stuff from Johnny Davis. He is a contender for Big Ten Player of the Year. Ohio State, expected win over Minnesota. Penn State, Michigan State, this was something I did not expect. Uh, Michigan State, I thought, had control of the game. Uh, but Penn State, they were they were in there start to finish and pulled out a win. Michigan State, probably still a lock for the tournament. Texas, Oklahoma, I, had, I thought Oklahoma had this. Trey Mitchell was out uh, due to some personal reasons. But uh, Timmy Allen came up huge. And Oklahoma, man, they got to finish the job. Uh, real soon, they haven't gotten over the hump uh, whatsoever. The pit, man, I know you don't want to play at the pit. I don't care how bad New Mexico is. Uh, the pit is somewhere you don't want to play at. And they have a high major backcourt. Their supporting cast, a little bit iffy, but uh, Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn might be the best backcourt in the Mountain West. And uh, the must bus continues to roll outside of that loss to Alabama. Indeed, indeed. And now time for the upset radar. Two key upsets and uh, some mid-major levels play. First game up, uh, Vermont uh, travels to Hartford, stunned in OT on Monday. Hartford wins this game by one point. Austin Williams, career-high 34 points. to we'll talk about him probably in top performers. There was a ton of great performances these past two days. So we got like five or six guys to talk about uh, following, obviously, the upsets. And the final upset we had was yesterday, and uh, you showed me this last night. It was Liberty falling to North Florida. Very bad loss for Liberty. Florida, North Florida wins this game by three. Uh, Jerry's Hick, Hicklin, 31 points. So uh, two very big performances from two 
uh, under the radar teams, obviously in mid major levels, and uh, two of the top dogs, Vermont and Liberty, who have been rolling their conferences for the past uh, decade, I'd say. Uh, two interesting losses, both on the road. What are your thoughts on those two games? And do you have any more upsets that you saw? Yeah, Vermont, I believe, was losing their best player. I forgot his name. I think it was Ryan Davis, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he was out due to illness. And, yeah, they clearly missed him. Austin Williams is legit. He carried them all the way to the tournament bid last year. And he might even do it again this year. Harvard's definitely a sleeper in America. He's despite lack of motivation due to uh, the change in division. But. Harford's still a very good team. I still add them up there in my preseason rankings. I still think they have a chance at that auto bid. And uh, North Florida, man, they found a way to win some games finally. And it just how happened. Liberty was, was in the, uh, the end of that one. Uh, good stuff from North Florida. They've been finding uh, their stride the past couple weeks, I'd say. Indeed, indeed. And we'll go to the top performers now. Obviously, Austin Williams and um, – Hicklin are two, two of the top guys, but we also had a lot more, especially yesterday's games. Colin Glubsey, we talked about 33 points, four rebounds, two assists. Jonathan Davis, 30 points, 12 rebounds in the win, obviously. Um, uh, Jalen House, New Mexico, 34 points, four rebounds, six assists. There's a lot of great 30-point games for a lot of these good upset wins. Um, obviously, we talked about a couple of them, but uh, the main guy that I had in mind comes from no else but um, Hofstra, and I got to find his stats because I do not know where that just went. But I know one thing for sure. He had 40 points, and here he is, Omar Silviero. 40 points, four rebounds, two assists, 11 three-pointers made. Hofstra, uh, very big win over Elon in that one. What are your thoughts on all these guys? A lot of great performances happening, especially yesterday. Yeah, very. A lot of big games from a lot of uh, big-time players. Obviously, the Hofstra guy, what's his name again? Oliveira. I love uh, Omar Silviero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a URI transfer. I know that. Uh, but, yeah, 40 points, 11 of 15 from three. And, man, Hofstra's, they're rolling now. They're the team to beat in the Colonial, I'd say. Uh, Davis, obviously expected. And just some big performances all around, uh, ranging from low major to high major. Indeed, indeed. Now time for best game. Obviously, that game uh, on Monday was a fantastic one. Would you like to cover that game real quick, or do you have a different game in mind? I have a different game in mind. Wow, I'm surprised. Uh, I'll get to your game. I'll go to mine after. Yeah, I'll be going to Oxford, Missouri, or uh, Mississippi. I'll be doing that South Carolina Ole Miss game. Uh, South Carolina pulls off the, the win away from home, 77-74. And how did they win? In OT. And what kind of shot was it? A half-court buzzer beater three by James Reese. Uh, what a game that was. He, he South Carolina had another half-court shot in regulation to uh, to win the game. Just rolls out. They get a second chance in OT. And uh, James, Reese, James Reese prevails, makes the uh, bank three from half-court. Doesn't get better than that in college basketball. Indeed, indeed. That was a fantastic game and a tough loss for Ole Miss. Obviously, both these teams don't really have a good chance of making it to March anyways. But South Carolina, that's a pretty big boost. Obviously, they they have somewhat of a chance, but obviously it's a little bit slimmer to none, but definitely need to get that win and definitely deserving of it with that great shot. My game comes from Monday, and I don't know why you didn't pick this game, but uh, it's a mid-major game, Horizon League play. Cleveland State traveled to Purdue-Fort Wayne. What a terrific game this was. Triple OT, um, a lot of buzzer beaters, a lot of uh, miscues even in there as well. Uh, obviously, Purdue-Fort Wayne, uh, for those who did not see, call a timeout down two, I believe. Oh, no. 
Yeah, they were down two, I believe, and a technical foul was given because they ran out of timeouts. So Cleveland State shot two free throws, missed one, made the other, and then what happens? Uh, Purdue Fort Wayne comes back down, and uh, Damian Chung-Kui, the uh, Mount St. Mary's transfer, buzzer beater, game time three to put this one in OT. And from there, some interesting free throws missed from Trey Gomillion, uh, Gomillion, uh, and uh, Purdue Fort Wayne comes up with a four-point victory in triple OT. Fantastic game. Reminded me of the last year Horizon League tournament. Uh, one of those games went in triple OT. I believe, I believe Purdue Fort Wayne was in that triple OT game yeah. in the Horizon League tournament last year. And, uh, yeah, what a terrific game that was. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it was a terrific game. I did not pick that game because I was very mad. I Cleveland State minus two at the play of the day. And, obviously, Damian Chung-Kui, the Bryant killer. And now he just hates me, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, very good game. Um, yeah, it was actually their triple overtime game in the Horizon League tournament was against none other than Cleveland State as well. So, uh, yeah. coincidence? Uh, I don't know. It's just college basketball. I know, indeed, indeed. Uh, obviously, this time it was in Purdue Fort Wayne. I believe last time it was at Cleveland State. But, hey, I mean, college basketball is college basketball. Expect the unexpected, quote Rothstein. We'll go now to the main topic of this episode before we get to the slate of things. The bubble watch. As a uh, first time doing the bubble watch this year, a lot of interesting stuff has been definitely moving around within the bubble. Uh, right now, there's 18 teams locked to make the March Madness tournament. 47 teams in 29 spots uh, for those remaining spots for the tournament. 17 teams should be in, and 30 teams have some work to do. So we'll cover the locks for each conference. Some teams that need some work being done. Some teams that are uh, fighting for a spot right now and all that good stuff. Let's just get things started with the ACC. We'll talk about uh, the locks and then teams who need some work being done or teams that should be in the bubble. So we'll start with the lock for the ACC. Who else but the Duke Blue Devils? Fantastic year so far this year. And now we got some interesting teams that have some work to do. First up, Wake Forest, followed by Miami, followed by UNC, Notre Dame, Virginia, and Virginia Tech has recently snuck in to this uh, list as well. What are your thoughts on the ACC and what their bubble watch is looking like? Yeah, obviously. I think they're going to get more than one bid. I, Duke is obviously a lock, uh, but the other teams definitely have work to do. Um, Notre Dame, they got to beat BC. If they don't beat BC, then uh, I think I think it's gone for them unless they win the ACC tournament. Miami has a, a game against Louisville. These these two teams must win for them. When you shop at Target, that leave with what you value. Well, I don't know. That's my fault. That's me. Technical difficulties. I don't know what my computer decided to do. But, uh, yeah, Miami – Notre Dame must win today to avoid that qu- those quad four losses, maybe quad three if uh, they're feeling lucky. Uh, Wake Forest, obviously heartbreaking loss to Duke, but I think they're in. They got some winnable games coming up. UNC, man, this is a very, very interesting resume. Zero quad one losses. I mean, wins. They're owing, all their losses are quad one losses. So they're undefeated in quad two, quad three, quad four. But they got to find that quad one win. If they get at least one quad one win, I even think if they get a quad one win, they're, they're in the tournament. Um, just avoid those quad two, three, four losses. And Virginia Tech, Virginia, those two teams, uh, interesting resumes. Obviously, Virginia Tech has the net ranking advantage. Uh, let's let's put it into Rothstein's words. I'll, I'll read off his tweet right now. Shout out John Rothstein. It is, Virginia Tech is 35th in the net, but does not own a quad one and has four quad two wins. On the other hand, Miami is currently 67 in the net and has four quad ones, four quad one wins and four quad two losses. Miami's also beat Duke and Virginia Tech head-to-head. Anarchy, nope. 
just metrics. So uh, obviously, if you didn't see the, the Jeff Goodman's tweet as well, nah, there was a promise man holding up. Ken Palm is a fraud. I don't know what's going on. Uh, is Ken Palm really a fraud? I have no comment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, obviously, the ACC is looking interesting. I do think I do agree with you. Wake Forest should be in. Uh, obviously, they have a little bit of work to do, but if they have the wins that they need, then I think they should definitely be in the tournament, the field. Miami is an interesting team right now. They're in a little bit of a skid, it seems. And uh, right now, I think they're in, but I think they need to keep getting wins or else they could definitely fall very quickly. Uh, Notre Dame, I think, should be in relatively. UNC, like you said, needs the quad one win. And Virginia and Virginia Tech both uh, are rising as of recently. I really like Virginia's chances. I think they need to win out and, or, or win the ACC. And I think Virginia has definitely been a team that has been on the rise as of recently, and I really like them a lot. Virginia Tech, obviously, we expect this team to be one of the best teams in the ACC this year. I'm not looking like it thus far, but, hey, they're another team on the rise. So you never know with the ACC. Still a lot to be said and done with this conference. Mm-hmm. And next up, we'll go to the almighty Big 12, the Locks, obviously. Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, and Texas. Uh, the teams that need to work, the rest of the conference, basically. TCU, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Kansas State. And if Oklahoma State was eligible, they'd even be in the bubble. What are your thoughts on this uh, conference top to bottom? Yeah, I definitely agree. Obviously, this conference is fantastic as we have five teams – or, excuse me, four teams already locked in. Uh, I do believe TCU should be in. I know they had a tough loss to Iowa State last night, and that could definitely hurt a little bit. But uh, overall, TCU should – I think should get in. But uh, we'll see what happens with that one. I believe Oklahoma should also get in. Uh, obviously, a tough loss to Texas last night, but I think it was a very close game uh, down the stretch of things. And uh, for Iowa State – I think they're very on the cusp. Uh, Obviously, this team has definitely gone north to south so quickly and so fast. Uh, I really don't know what to expect for this Iowa State team. Kansas State, I think they just get the short end of the stick in this one. Uh, Something's telling me that they're just going to miss out just by that much. Uh, But you never know, obviously, with the Big 12. Uh, A lot of stuff left to be said with this conference as well. But uh, it's probably looking like a team uh, conference with the most teams that should make the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to Western, uh, mention West Virginia, too. They're always in contention as well. Obviously, not on this article, but uh, you never know with the Big 12, in my opinion. I think TCU is in. Obviously, their schedule is very tough. They have Baylor, West Virginia, Texas, and Texas Tech, and Kansas uh, as their last five games. I think they got to win or go to, they got to go at least two and three, and I think they're in the tournament. Oklahoma, very rough schedule as well. They just got to get over the hump. They've, they've been close gaming uh, day in and day out. They just haven't gotten over the hump, obviously. Iowa State has a very, I'd say, easy schedule in terms of Big 12 conference play. Oklahoma, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. Uh, if they win three games, I think they're firmly in tournament. Uh, Kansas State, I like Kansas State. Uh, they just got to win games and hope for the best, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely agree. It should be very interesting uh, end of the stretch of things for the Big 12 especially. Very excited for that one. We're going out to the Big East, obviously a conference that has seen a lot of good ups and downs so far this year with a ton of teams in here. Locks, the two teams that played last night, Villanova and Providence are the locks at the moment. Should be in. There's a couple teams in that field. We got Xavier. We got Marquette. We got UConn and Seton Hall. And the team that has some work to do, it's the Creighton Blue Jays. What are your thoughts on the Big East and the bubble? Yeah, uh, the two locks, obviously. You saw the game yesterday. There's a reason why they're locked. Xavier is a very good team. They actually just got a quad one win over UConn the other day. UConn is also, I think, a lock. I think they're both locks. Marquette is very interesting, uh, but they're also a lock in my opinion. Seeing all, they're shown as uh, a should-be-in team, 
But uh, they're double jizz seed. They're they're playing a very dangerous line here. They just gotta keep winning. And I really think I'm really big on the seeing Hall team this year. Uh, big game for them today against UConn. I think if they uh, if they win that one, they're firmly in. And Creighton just gotta keep winning. Obviously, the Big East is is not doing any favors for them, but they just gotta find ways to win, and they have. Definitely agree, and uh, a team to watch out for. Uh, with all these teams that should be in, is DePaul. I think DePaul could definitely mess up some of these teams. You never know, though. I mean, and Butler as well. I, I really do think that they could steal a game from one of these teams and put them from a should be in to a, uh, uh, some work to do. And I do agree, obviously. I think this is a very good conference. And obviously, a lot of these teams have to play each other and beat up on each other. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes. But that's going to be an interesting game tonight with UConn and Seton Hall. We'll talk about our picks on that, obviously, later this episode. But, yeah, you, uh, Creighton, obviously, a 50-50 chance right now to make it determined. Right now, I'm going to say maybe because I really still don't know what this Creighton team. But I think the other four teams that should be in should definitely get in, and obviously besides Villanova and Providence. Mm-hmm. And now we go to the Big Ten, the almighty Big Ten, as always. The Locks, Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio State should be in. Uh, I count them as Locks, essentially. Michigan State and Iowa, and the teams that have work, Indiana, Michigan, and Rutgers. What are your thoughts? A lot of stuff left to be said with this Big Ten especially. Obviously, these four teams that should be locks are definitely locks for sure. I think Michigan State should be a lock as well, but obviously since they lost to Penn State, things are a little bit up in the air, I guess. I'm surprised Iowa is a team that should be in. Obviously, they're a very under-the-radar team in terms of Big Ten play, but uh, they're fifth place right now in the Big Ten Conference. So uh, usually the top six or seven usually make it per year. So definitely deserving of that. But obviously Iowa has some pretty big games coming up down the stretch of things. Indiana after the tough loss to Wisconsin, uh, I think their chance is a little bit slim to none. I think Michigan does swoop in, though. I think Michigan swoops in and makes it determined. That is my bold pick for the Big Ten. And Rutgers has a very huge game tonight. And uh, this team's very interesting. Rutgers is uh, obviously no road games are uh, – Easy one for them, but the home game seems to be pretty easy for Rutgers. So uh, we'll see what, how uh, Rutgers pans out towards the end of things because they got some pretty big games down the stretch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Iowa's resume is very interesting, but, yeah, they've gotten uh, the wins they needed to be in the tournament. Obviously, Indiana's is falling hard right now, and they got to win. They got to they gotta win at least two games, I think, to firmly be in the tournament. Michigan's got, just got to keep winning if they lose uh, – they just think about the Big Ten is like a loss is a bad, a good loss. So uh, it doesn't really hurt them. It doesn't really help them. But a win definitely helps them. Uh, same with Rutgers. Rutgers was not in the bubble a week ago, and all of a sudden they beat Michigan State, Wisconsin, and who was the other team? Ohio Purdue. State. Ohio State. Oh, yeah, Ohio State. Yeah. I'm sorry. Three ranked wins in a row, and all of a sudden they're back in the bubble. Uh, the thing about them is they have six quad one wins. That's like second most in the nation. The thing is – Two quad four losses to Lafayette. I don't know how they lost to Lafayette. Lafayette at home as well. And UMass on the road, that's that's all right. UMass sometimes popping there, sometimes not. It's very, very questionable in Amherst. But uh, they got to win. They have a very, very favorable schedule. Uh, Illinois, Purdue, Michigan, Wisconsin, Indiana, and Penn State. I think if they go four and two in that stretch, I think, I think uh, they, they have a shot. Yeah, indeed. And tonight's a big game for Rutgers. We'll talk about them a little bit later this episode. Now time for the Pac-12. Uh, obviously, Pac-12 is uh, very condensed, as you've, see, as you've seen so far. Locks, UCLA, and Arizona should be in. USC, 
work to do Oregon. That's it. Uh, I'm very surprised. Only four teams right now looking to be in for the Pac-12. What are your thoughts on the Pac-12 and uh, this bubble? Yeah, easily Wisconsin, uh, Arizona, UCLA, USC. USC, I don't know why they should be in. They just beat UCLA. I think UCLA, USC is a lock despite uh, not being frauds in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, Oregon needs wins. That's, that's really it. The Pac-12 is it's not doing too good. I think the Mountain West and the West Coast Arms will have as many, or if not more, bids than them. Yeah, definitely agree. And uh, very interesting with Oregon. They got uh, games against UCLA, Arizona, and USC coming up for them. So uh, I think they still – I think if they steal honestly one game, I think they have a chance. And they, two would definitely help them a ton. But I think even one would definitely help their chances of making it. And, uh, yeah, I don't really think any other team has a chance right now. Washington State, a team we thought could make it, not looking the greatest so far. I think Washington has a better chance of making it than some of these teams we thought that could have made it this year for the Pac-12. So Pac-12 is looking really interesting. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a four-headed race right now. And, uh, obviously, two teams automatically going in. Yeah. Th even three. I give USC a nod, too. Yeah. And uh, next up, the SEC. We got three locks, essentially six, in my opinion. Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, and Arkansas should be in. And the two teams in the bubble, Florida and Mississippi State, both teams uh, in the middle of a very bad losing streak. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man. Obviously, it's a very interesting SEC. As we know, it's one of the biggest and best conferences this year. Uh, I definitely think Alabama and Arkansas should get the nods for the locks. That making it five. LSU, I think, should be in. But LSU has been on a tiny bit of a skid. I know they've gotten some good wins these past couple games. But you never know with this LSU team. Very hot and cold. Uh, I believe they just lost. No, they didn't play yesterday. I'm sorry. They, but, lost. Uh, they, they lost. They lost to Texas A&M. No, didn't Texas A&M? Then they play Florida. Yeah, Florida lost to Texas A&M. I thought you yeah, were talking, I'm talking about. I'm talking about LSU. Oh, my fault. I, I know. I, I was just about to talk to Florida. Yeah, Florida just lost. I think LSU should be in, but LSU's been on a tiny bit of a skid. Florida has been on a very big skid. They just lost yeah. to Texas A&M, which you were talking about, which I agree. They definitely have a lot of work to do. Same as Mississippi State. They got a huge game coming up tonight. I think if they win this game, then they got a good chance of making it. But – uh. Where's Texas A&M? I love this team a lot. I think they're uh, – I know they had an eight-game losing streak, but they just won against Florida. I think A&M has a small chance of making it still. They got to finish out very strong with the end of the season. But, yeah, I like the SEC a lot, but I do think it's a five-conference lock uh, at the least. Yeah, could not agree more. LSU, I think they're a lock too. Their non-conference schedule did them uh, a very big favor. They went undefeated during non-con. And, uh, yeah, that's just – perks of being in the SEC. There's no bad losses unless you're Ole Miss or Missouri or, or South Carolina. But, uh, yeah, Florida, very, very heartbreaking loss to Texas A&M. I think I agree. Texas A&M should be in the bubble real soon. Uh, they're back winning to their winning ways. And if they keep winning, I believe they are back in the bubble. And Mississippi State has not won a game on the road. They have a road game today. It is a must win, in my opinion. Must win, and we'll talk about the opponent later this episode. Now we go to the American before we get to the other conferences, which is just a hodgepodge of a lot of conferences. American lock is Houston. Work to do, SMU and Memphis. Memphis has definitely emerged recently into this bubble. What are your thoughts on the American with three teams in this conference? Yeah, Houston's Houston's in. That's, that's, that's sweet and simple. Uh, the two teams, SMU and Memphis, they play each other this weekend. So that will be a fun game to watch. And I think whoever, that's a quad one, no matter who uh, who wins. And, man, whoever wins that, I think, is in. Uh, yeah. Assuming they win out as well. 
Yeah, I agree. And it should be very interesting. Both these teams uh, just beat Houston uh, this past week. So very exciting stuff for both of these two teams. And I think it does come down to that weekend game. And uh, Memphis is seven in a row. Uh, well, they will be. It will be seven in a row if they can beat SMU this weekend. But uh, SMU is a tough game tonight against Temple, I believe. And like, like you said, they got to keep getting the wins in order to have a chance. But uh, both these teams on the outside looking in, I think, at the moment, for the American. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the other mid-major conferences. Uh, there should be a Mountain West and a West Coast Conference uh, section because they have so many bids. But uh, if you guys are listening, if the writers are listening to this, uh, put that in. Uh, show some love to them. But, uh, yeah, the locks of these mid-major conferences, none other than Gonzaga, they're probably going to be the overall one seed uh, if if they win out, and they should. Uh, the should-be-in category, St. Mary's, Boise State, Colorado State, Murray State, Wyoming, and Loyola, Chicago. And the work to do, Davidson, BYU, San Fran, San Diego State, Belmont, VCU, North Texas, Chattanooga, Iona, Dayton, UAB, and Santa Clara. Uh, long section here of teams, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm surprised some of these teams have work to do that are pretty much winning their conference. Chattanooga pretty much won the SOCON. Uh, North Texas by no means is safe in this conference USA, uh, but I do think UAB is also not safe, obviously. Uh, but I, I think Iona definitely locked it up in terms of the MAAC. MAAC, excuse me. Uh, I think, obviously, Murray State. Oh, Murray State's in, uh, but uh, I'll go to the teams that should be in. I think St. Mary's should be in. Boise State, they've been teetering. I think they should be in. Colorado State, you know they should be in. They've been balling as of recently. Wyoming, I don't think Wyoming's safe anymore after that loss to New Mexico. That could definitely be a sign for some tough tough things coming up ahead because they got a pretty tough schedule to end this Mountain West out. But uh, other than that, very interesting stuff with a lot of these conferences, which have a couple bids in there. But uh, I think the A-10 especially – is in some deep waters with three teams that have some work to do. I even put Bonnie's and St. Louis in this list as well. Both of those teams are emerging very recently. Uh, but, yeah, really good stuff, and I'm very excited for some of these conferences. Down the stretch of things to see who who ends up uh, getting into the bubble. Yeah, and the thing about these mid-major conferences is there are so many bad losses everywhere. Uh, St. Mary's, obviously, not, not really too much bad losses in the West Coast Conference. I think they're in Boise State, Colorado State. I think they've – They've secured their place, uh, depending on if they keep winning, which they have. And Murray State, obviously, you never know what's going to happen with the one quad four. There's a lot of quad three and quad four uh, chances there. One loss, and I think they have a lot of work to do. And Wyoming, that just speaks uh, to what I said. That was a quad three loss. And I still think they're in. They've, they've had a great season. Uh, but, yeah, they got to they gotta win. Um, and I owe Chicago lots of quad three, quad four opportunities there. Uh, to damage their resume, but overall, I think they're in. They've won uh, the games they've needed to. Davidson, they've lost to URI. That's a that's a quad two loss. Uh, could be quad three depending on the day, but I think I think they're secured their spot. Um, BYU, same with them. San Fran, I, I really like both those teams in the West Coast Conference. They haven't done uh, too much. Obviously, San Fran did lose to Portland at home. That's a very bad loss, but uh, they, they've done what they've needed to do. Both those teams. Same with San Diego State. Belmont is in a very interesting position. They got to beat Murray State uh, to have at least an at-large bid chance. Uh, yeah, I think Ohio Valley is going to be a two-bid conference, to be honest. I don't think Murray State is coming out of this uh, with the auto bid. I think they're getting at-large, but Ohio Valley is a very good conference. VCU, very interesting that they're in it. They've been a sneaky good team. Uh, yeah, North Texas, 
Same with them. They've been very, very, very good. Uh, this is a team you do not want to play in March. They showed it last year. They beat Purdue last year in OT. And they've only played two quad one wins. And they've gone one and one. But that's what that, that's really it. Uh, if they have a bunch of quad two losses, that's all right. But quad three, quad four, that's what is really damaging. Indeed. Chattanooga, yeah, Chattanooga, if they do not win the SoCon, they have a shot <laughs> at uh, the at-large. And that makes me very excited because uh, I really love Chattanooga. I still think they're the, they're the SoCon favorite. But uh, they have very reasonable metrics, even better than Providence. So uh, it's Ken Pomafrod. I don't <laughs> uh, Iona, very two bad losses to uh, – I forget who they lost to. Sienna. Iona? Yeah, Sienna um, and Niagara, I believe, are the two losses. Uh, but they've, they've beat St. Peter's uh, to bounce back. I don't think they're getting it at large if they, they do lose the conference tournament. Same with Dayton. Dayton's got to keep winning. Uh, and UAB, that just shows they lost to Old Dominion. That's a quad three loss. And that hurts their resume real bad because their resume was clean. They were squeaky clean uh, before that. And just by playing in this uh, conference USA, that's there's no more – opportunities for them to win unless they meet North Texas in the in the final somehow and Santa Clara they have to beat Gonzaga and if they beat Gonzaga that makes things very interesting St. Bonnie's I believe should be in after those quad two quad one wins over St. Louis St. Louis should be in because uh in this section too because they've had a very good season and yeah watch out for those bid thieves it's really awesome indeed Yeah, I think the Jackrabbits should be in here, too. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, obviously a lot of great teams in the bubble. We'll probably do this more um, instead of bracketology purposes because the bubble is a lot more interesting at the moment because we know some of the teams who are automatically going to be in, but we're really focused on the teams who have a very good chance of getting in but could also uh, get out of the bubble in a snap like that. It's just so crazy how the bubble works and uh, just changing every single day because every single game is played. So I'm very excited for that. And, obviously, bubble will continue, obviously, on Wednesdays now until we get to, obviously, conference tournament play. So let's just get things started with some of these teams playing in the bubble, uh, have some bubble games today. We will start with 6 o'clock. We will go to the Patriot League, uh, not in terms of bubble, but in terms of conference in the Patriot League. Colgate, number one team, taking on Army, who was uh, near the top as well. Interesting game. Who do you have? Yeah, Colgate is the definition of hot and cold started off real bad. They're now 11-2 and two in conference play. I think they're, I think they're going to keep rolling. Yeah, we shall see. Going to Army is a tough challenge. I'm going to go with Army, pulling off the upset, and Navy, inching closer to Colgate for that Patriot League. Mm-hmm. And the team trying to get in the bubble is St. John's. Uh-uh. Unfortunately, I do not think they'll make it, regardless of whether they win or not at Xavier. Who do you have in that one? Yeah, I got Xavier. Uh, with the win here, I think Xavier should have a nice, smooth sailing road. Obviously, like you said, we got to get the wins that they need to get done. This is, a, this is one of them. I got Xavier winning this game. Yeah, Xavier needs this one. 7 o'clock we go. The One of the biggest games of the day. We talked about Rutgers. Here they are, home against number 12, Illinois. What a massive win this would be for Rutgers in Piscataway. Who did win in this game? This is a very big one in terms of bubble. Yeah, Rutgers at home, you know what that means. Yeah, I would love to see Rutgers win this game. A hunch is telling me I think uh, Kofi Coburn might cause some problems with Rutgers. I'm going to go Illinois, but I think it will be a very fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. And speaking of urgency, Mississippi State needs this one at Alabama today, 25th-ranked Alabama. You think Mississippi gets it done and uh, shows why they should be in the tournament? 
Yeah, I think they do. I, uh, I think it'll be a very close and gutsy win, but I think they do. And I think this will be a huge direction in the right step. Uh, I think they, they've been teetering with a lot of good teams. I think this is the time for them. Alabama, as you know, has been so hot and cold, and uh, you don't know when they're going to play uh, their best. And uh, I don't know if today will be the day for them. Give me Mississippi State in a big one. Yeah, Alabama, it's a very hot and cold team. Mississippi State's been consistent. Just haven't gotten over the hump. I'm going to go Alabama at home. And uh, one of my prize pick parlays is in this game. We'll do the prize pick uh, plays of the day at the end of the episode. Yeah, I, I forgot about mine. I have to start looking. But uh, we'll go to 7 o'clock. We'll go to the ACC. Uh, BC traveling to Notre Dame. Like you talked about, Notre Dame should be in, but they need some work to be done. Do you think Notre Dame uh, helps their resume with a good win over BC? Yeah. Uh, if you don't recall, BC is going for the season sweep against Notre Dame here. I do not think they'll get it done, though. <laughs> I don't either, man. I really, I've been really enjoying Notre Dame's presence. Uh, they have a lot of great guys. Paul Atkinson and, obviously, Dane Goodwin. Uh, and there's a lot of great guys on there. Nate Lazinski as well. I, I like Notre Dame a lot, and I think they could be a dangerous team in the ACC tournament. Give me Notre Dame winning this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of the bubble, Miami travels to Louisville. Uh, they need this win. Do you think they get it done? It should be an interesting game, but I think Miami does get it done on the road. should be a tough game, uh, but Miami has been a little bit hot and cold, but I think they do get it done. It should be a very interesting game, though. Yeah, I think it will be very interesting. I think Miami gets it done as well. They're coming off a very good win over Wake Forest, a very much-needed win over Wake Forest. Yeah. Speaking of very much-needed wins, we'll go to 7 o'clock in the A-10. UMass travels to St. Bonnie's. Do you think the Bonnies continue to roll and uh, maybe get in that bubble talk that we talked about? But, yeah, the Bonnies are definitely back. They look like they were back the first half of the St. Louis game. And, yeah, I don't want to say too much about them. I don't want to jinx it, but I like St. Bonnies. Yeah, I think St. Bonnies should win this game. Uh, Osano Yamori has been looking really good as of recently. Kyle Lofton has not been looking too, too hot from what I saw in the St. Louis game. But, hey, obviously they go so uh, not deep into their bench that it doesn't really matter. I got Bonnies. Mm-hmm. And the first team looking to clinch uh, their conference is – Vermont, they get UNH at UNH today. Do you think Vermont gets the first uh, conference title of the season? So, yeah, I talked about this last time. I think if Vermont beat Vermont, uh, excuse me, if Vermont beat Hartford, they would have had it done. And uh, now I'm a little bit skeptical. Uh, I'm going to go, they have to wait a little bit more until they clinch. I'm going to go UNH in a big one at home. Yeah, Vermont clinches the NIT bid at least today. So, uh, yeah, Vermont for the win. Indeed. Should be an interesting game. Uh, speaking of interesting games, um, we will go to um, – oh, wait, I just lost my place. Here we go. We will go to the Big East. Georgetown still looking for a win. Can they get it done against Marquette at Marquette? Sadly, no. I don't know. I think Georgetown has a small chance. And uh, I, I was really hoping Georgetown would turn up this year, but they have not done it at all. Um, I'm going to say Marquette wins this game, but I think it should be – relatively close. That's my hunch. Mm-hmm. And UNC looking to keep their resume squeaky clean as they host Pitt. Do you think Pitt will, will ruin that resume or do you think UNC prevails? I think UNC prevails. Uh, Pitt's been interesting. 5-10 and ten in ACC plays is uh, actually fourth to last, which is not that bad for Pitt, so shout out to him. Uh, I'm going to go with UNC that one in this game. I'm going to go UNC as well. And we will go to Interesting game in the um, Big East, 8.30, a big one. Seton Hall travels to number 24, UConn. This is a big game that we've been talking about. 
Uh, if Seton Hall wins this, huge for them. If UConn wins this, also huge for them. Uh, it's a win-win for both teams. Who do you have? Play of the day, Seton Hall money line. Okay, very interesting. Uh, I'm going to go UConn. That's my hunch, but uh, I'm really excited to watch this game. Should be a really good one, but I got to go with the home team on this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, number two, Auburn host Vandy. Should be smooth sailing. Uh, who do you think will win? <laughs> See, we've said this about uh, Georgia as well. Should be hopefully smooth sailing, but, uh, yeah, I think Auburn wins this game, definitely. Yeah, Auburn should win this game. Number five, Purdue travels to Northwestern. Another interesting game. Northwestern, chances are looking slim to none, but you never know, obviously. Uh, it is crazy how the Big Ten works sometimes. Who do you win in this game? Yeah, if Northwestern wins this, all of a sudden they're in a bubble. But uh, I don't know if they win this one. They, they lost to Illinois. It was cool to see Casey Simmons back in the rotation, came in in the second half, and all of a sudden they went on like a 15-0 run. Casey Simmons led the way with three steals and three dunks. It was, it was electric to watch uh, my former teammate play like that and finally get back in the rotation. Uh, but sadly, got to go with Purdue here. They're a lot better. Yeah, I got to go with Purdue as well, unfortunately. But uh, you never know. Northwestern can definitely pull off some magic since they're the home team. Mm-hmm. And a top 11 matchup here in the Big 12 as number seven, uh, sorry, Baylor travels to Lubbock to take on number 11, Texas Tech. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, man, game of the day for sure. Um, it should be a really good one. I'm very excited for this one. I'm going to go with Baylor. Uh, I, should, I think it should be a very special one to watch. Yeah, I do not know what the over-under is for this game, but I'd be definitely taking the under. It's 136. Uh, yeah, definitely take the under then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Baylor as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, should be an interesting game. Speaking of interesting games, here it is. SMU must win. Travel to Temple. Do you think they get it done, or do you think Temple ruins SMU's chances at making that March Madness tournament? Yeah, this is very interesting because Temple is a very competitive team. They gave SMU lots of trouble in Dallas uh, in the return game. I think SMU gets it done, but I think it'll be very, very, very close. I think it'll be very, very, very close as well. I do think SMU wins this game. I'm very excited for it, but, uh, yeah, I think SMU wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, rounding out the night at 11 o'clock is the number one team in the nation, Gonzaga Bulldogs. They take on Pepperdine there. Uh, who do you have, and uh, what is the point count? Yeah, I got Gonzaga for sure. Point count. Um I think they covered the spread. I'm just going to put the glasses on. Give me Gonzaga by 35. All right, Gonzaga by 35. I agree, Gonzaga by 35. All right, good Good to see that we agree. And uh, should we do a prize pick uh, now before we get to Thursday? Because yeah. obviously you can't let's, go a day do, ahead. Let's do the prize picks. All right, so what is your first pick? You said you had one, so I'll go find mine, and I'll let you get to yours. Yeah, uh, my phone's not loading right now. Give me a quick sec. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give my first one out. It's going to be from that Baylor-Texas Tech game. It's very interesting, but James Akinjo, man, he's been doing really well, and uh, his point count is currently at 12.5 points. I think James Akinjo goes over 12.5 points. Hope to see it hit, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first pick, Garrison Brooks has been very productive over his past couple games. Uh, his prop today is 11.5 projected points. I'm going over 11.5. Indeed, indeed. My second pick comes from a game at 10 o'clock, Boise State and Air Force, the man of A.J. Walker. He has been a great key piece to this Air Force team. He had a good game, 27 points against San Diego State this past weekend. 
I think it gets over 14 and a half points against Boise State, but uh, it should be an interesting game. But I'm going to take the hunch and take that one. Mm-hmm. And my last one, Paul Aikenson, over 12 and a half points. He's finally shown that he could play in the ACC, and especially against BC, I think he covers the over. Indeed. So it's a point over under today. AJ Walker, uh, James Akinjo, Paul Atkinson, and who was your last guy? Garrison Brooks was your last guy. Yes. So hopefully uh, we'll see what happens with that one. Obviously, it's new, a new segment to the episode. And uh, obviously, it's cool to see some college basketball stuff in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. And obviously, we'll let you know on Friday how we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just get to Thursday now. Uh, let's go with the first game. Let's go with a 6 o'clock game in the Colonial as Townsend takes on UNC Wilmington, both these two top three teams in the conference so far. Who do you have in this one? Interesting game. I'm very excited for it. I'm going to go into the upset, and I'm going to go – I don't know if necessarily an upset. I'm going to go with Townsend, though, winning this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the home team in UNC Wilmington. This game is on uh, CBS Sports Network, so I'll be definitely tuning in watching these teams, and hopefully one gets the bid out of the Colonial. Yeah, we'll go to another big game. This time it's going to be from the A-Sun. App State takes on Troy. I believe both these teams are first and second right now. No, Texas State's actually first in the A-Sun – or Sun Belt, I'm sorry. Uh, Sun Belt. But Troy and App State are second and third right now. Should be an interesting game for both sides. Who do you have? Yeah, I got to go App State. I really like them. They were the tournament team last year. I think they get it again this year. Yeah, App State's definitely found their groove as of late. I'm going to go with App State as well. A lot of key scores on this team. There's no really go-to guy. There's a lot of good double-digit scores. I'm going to go App State. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have to carry Murray State because they are ranked number 21 Murray State hosts Austin Pay uh, at 7 o'clock. Should be one-sided. Keyword should be, yeah, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, we said this about Tennessee uh, Tech or State, and uh, they were leading first half against Murray State. I think Murray State has a clean game and wins this game surmountably. Yeah, I agree. And this is just a, this is just a tune-up for the Belmont game. Indeed, indeed. Uh, we will go to 7 o'clock. Brian Bulldogs host Central Connecticut. Um, any chance of an upset here? I did call the last one with Long Island beating Brian. At home, what are your thoughts? No, no chance. Zero chance. All right, we'll see. I'm going to go Brian as well, but okay. I mean, you never know. Are you, are you going to this game is the question. Of course I'm going to this game. And, uh, yeah, if they pick me to pick the half-court shot, there's a, there's a promotion. Uh, one student gets a half-court shot. If they make it 10000 bucks, Brian, if you're listening to this, pick me, man. I'm going to make that half-court shot. I want 10K in my pocket. Uh, you know, tuition is pretty – Pretty pretty hefty here, but, uh, yeah, it's worth it watching Brian basketball and the nation's leading school and Peter Kiss play. All right, we'll see. And uh, you've been practicing for that, I've seen. So uh, we'll see what happens. Good luck to you if you get picked. Yeah, thank you. And uh, next up, Chattanooga looks to keep their resumes clean as they host UNC Greensboro. You think they get it done? Tough game for them. UNC Greensboro, obviously not the greatest of teams this year in comparison to their past couple of years. I'm going to go with Chattanooga still winning this game. Yeah, got to go Chattanooga. And to the big time we go, two big teams in the bubble. Uh, this should be an interesting game. Michigan traveling to Iowa. Uh, really excited for this game. And uh, it's a lower-tier Big Ten game. But, hey, both these teams are fighting for a chance for March. Who do you got winning this one? Yeah, I'm going to go Michigan outside of home. I, I think they're a lot more talented than Iowa. Iowa, obviously, they figured their season out a lot better than Michigan. But Michigan, as of late, I, I got to go with them. Yeah, I was going to pick Michigan as well. Like I said, this is my team that's going to swoop in and make the March Madness tournament. I'm going to get it done with first taking out Iowa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oregon State travels 
to two can two scan to take on number three Arizona Oregon State coming off a twenty six point loss to Colorado. Uh, who do you have in this game? And uh, let's do a point count. Yeah, point count. Uh, I think Arizona will start to start putting in some bench players. So I'm gonna go Arizona by twenty five. Arizona by thirty. Yeah, we'll see about that one. It should be interesting, but hope probably lopsided if we call that run right. Um, we will go to uh, where should we go? Well, let's go to the Summit League for one game. Uh, I believe the Jackrabbits lock it up if they have not have already uh, with a win tomorrow against Western Illinois. What do you have in that game? And do you think the Jackrabbits are a legit team in March Madness? Oh, what, what, of course, I, I, they're a Sweet 16 team. Don't, don't get me started. I'm, <laughs> since the year started, they're a Sweet 16 team. Of course, they, they're legit. Of course, they're going to lock up the Summit League. Uh, the only threat is Oral Roberts. I'm very concerned about Oral Roberts, obviously. They, but uh, outside of that, there's, there's no threat to the Jackrabbits. All right, we'll see. Uh, obviously, the Summit League is a one bid, so obviously South Dakota State would have to win Summit League. We'll see what happens. Obviously, Summit League should bring some chaos. North Dakota State's also up there as well in terms of uh, standings. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think the Jackrabbits lock up the regular season at least. Probably tomorrow, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And number 14, Houston looks to avoid a third consecutive loss, I believe, as they host UCF, who is always a dangerous team, very veteran heavy. Who do you have in that one? Yeah, I got to go Houston. Uh, UCF's not been the greatest of teams this year. And uh, Americans were looking really weird. Uh, obviously, Cincinnati, Wichita State, UCF are all on down years. You got to go Houston, though, winning this game. Mm-hmm. Got to go Houston as well. Next game up, 9 o'clock, the pit strikes once again. Who's in the pit this time? The Rams of Colorado State. Who do you have winning this game? And do you have New Mexico getting two very big wins in a row? You know what? Give me New Mexico in the pit again. The pit is absolutely electric. I want to pick Colorado State, but. Uh, the pit is a very dangerous place to play. Give me the home team. Give me that backcourt. Give me the pit. I'm not scared of no pit. Colorado State's <laughs> winning this game. I love Colorado State. This is my favorite team, and uh, they need to win this game. This is a huge one for them since Wyoming just lost. So let's go Rams, baby. Should be a good one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And a very dangerous game for Oregon as they travel uh, to take on Bobby Hurley in Arizona State. Uh, could be a very bad loss for Oregon. What do you think of this one? Yeah, if, if Oregon loses this game, uh, their chances are definitely uh, plummeting huge. Uh, but Arizona State's seen some good upsets in their past uh, this year already. I'm going to go Oregon, but I think it will be a very close game. So watch out for this one on upset alert. Yeah, I'm going to go Oregon as well. I think they're going to play with a very high sense of urgency here, and I think they get it done. Indeed, indeed. We go to 10 o'clock now, a very big game for the West Coast Conference. San Francisco traveling to St. Mary's. All these teams – uh, have some a little bit of work to do. St. Mary's uh, has a little bit less work to do, but San Fran, man, need a really big win traveling to Morgana, California. Who do you got winning this game? This should be a fantastic one. Yeah, regardless of who wins, who loses, this is going to be a very good win and a very good loss. Uh, San Fran needs this win more, but I got to go St. Mary's. I think they, they know how to play basketball, man. It's fun watching St. Mary's. I know it's very boring, but it's very it's very cool to watch them. They're a very fundamentally sound team. And for a little kid, if you want to watch basketball, watch St. Mary's because, yeah, you learn a lot. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, obviously, this, since the San Francisco lull, they've been very consistent and very good. Uh, St. Mary's, their last time at home, I believe, was that Santa Clara game they lost at home. I'm going to go two-game losing streak at home. Give me those Dons winning this game. I like San Francisco. It could be a little bit biased, but uh, 
I think it should be a very exciting game to watch. I'm definitely going to be tuning in tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, watch out for DePaul. Uh, they host one of my favorite programs, the Creighton Blue Jays, who look to make the tournament. Obviously, a loss to DePaul will be damaging for Creighton. I know you love DePaul, but what do you think about this one? Ooh, uh, I, think, I think Creighton's in a little bit of trouble tomorrow night. Uh, what's uh, J- Javon Freeman Liberty's back, so watch out. Um, I'm just going to let the game play for itself. I'm not going to make a pick in this one. <laughs> You're not going to make a pick in this one? No, I'm not making a pick. I'm going Creighton. Okay, we'll just see. Um, we'll see if my pick – I mean, you know who I'm picking. I'm not going to say who I'm picking, but uh, we'll see what happens. 11 o'clock we go. Washington State takes on number 13, UCLA. Uh, UCLA should be in an interesting uh, predicament if they do lose this game to Washington State, but uh, it should be a close one to see. What do you got? Yeah, I got UCLA, but if Washington State were to win this, they're back in the bubble. Do agree. Um, I think they keep this very close, but I think at the end of it, UCLA wins. So I got the Bruins winning. Uh-huh. And rounding out the night, you got number 17, USC, hosting Washington. Washington's been a very pleasant surprise in conference play. You think they get it done against, quote-unquote, frauds, in my opinion? I don't know. I mean, I think Washington keeps this game very close. And uh, similar to Washington State, I do think USC ends up winning this game, but uh, I'd be very impressed to see how the Co- – uh, not the Cougars, the Huskies do tomorrow. Very excited. I'm going to go with USC, though. Yeah, I'm going to go USC as well. Yeah, and that's all we got for the slate. Obviously, some fantastic games happening tonight and tomorrow. So, as yesterday's games were terrific, these ones tonight and tomorrow are also key and important in terms of bubble watch especially. So, very excited for these games coming up. Like we talked about, 25 days till Selection Sunday, 30 until March Madness begins. Get your calendars out. Get your brackets ready. Time's coming, and uh, it's coming very fast, as we already know. Yeah, time is coming. We're nearly a month away from the big dance. And, yeah, excited to add two new segments uh, to our, our podcast, obviously. The bubble Watch, always a pleasure looking at the bubble. And prize picks, obviously. Okinjo, I forget your other one. Okinjo and A.J. Walker. A.J. Walker, yes, that's right. I was looking at that one, too. Garrison Brooks. And Paul Aikenson for me, the plays of the day. Seeing all money line, the backup play of the day. Gonzaga to cover the enormous spread. Uh, gamble at your own risk, obviously. Uh, 21 plus, unless you're in Rhode Island, 18 plus. Uh, unless it's prize picks as well, there's 18 plus for prize picks in numerous states. Uh, prize picks, if you're listening, we would like the sponsor, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll let you end it off. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, some new segments, some old segments, all tying in until we get to that big dance. And uh, I'm really excited for conference tournaments especially because it's, it's the pre before the uh, big dance. So I'm very excited for those ones because, uh, as you know, there's a lot of good upsets and a lot of great uh, buzzer beaters in the conference tournaments, especially as we've seen last year and already this year with some conference games. Uh, so, yeah, no team safe. We'll see what happens with these auto bids. And uh, things are going to start getting locked up for tournaments and conferences relatively soon. So stay tuned, and uh, the month is going to be a special one and a fun roller coaster ride. So, yeah, that is all we got for today's episode. Uh, you actually have one more piece, even though you said I was ending it, so uh, I'll let you get to it. Yeah, uh, I was going to cut you off and say the month of Izzo. Uh, yeah, that's all I really had to say. I wanted to scream it, but uh, you, you kept talking. So, uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. So month of Izzo, yeah, as you know, and uh, some people have hobbies. We watch college basketball. Shout out Ross Stein. That's what I'll probably be doing uh, from now until May. So uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll see you then. So, yeah, that is all we got for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby.
as always, Marsh, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.